This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issue, how we can have better Better sex. sex. And a little disclaimer to everybody, this is a rated R podcast, not for the kiddies. But yeah, how can we become less self-conscious in the bedroom, with our clothes off, in the moment? It's like, okay, you you know, you're all set, you're ready to go, he's looking at you, you're looking at him, and you're going, you catch yourself in the mirror going, oh my God, is that really what I look like? So help us in that moment. That moment, as long as you're a confident person, confidence is sexy. That's what turns a man on, okay? You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com slash Audible. I love the word free. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can get them from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. In the early days of when I started this podcast, remember we talked uh, about the female orgasm? God, that was such a good podcast. And that was a lot of fun with Dr. Elizabeth Roy. Today, we're going to talk about the whole shebang. Think back to the first time you had sex, or even the second time you had sex. At the time, you may have thought, oh my God, this is so great, like me, because it was new and it was fresh, even if it wasn't all that satisfying. Fast forward to today, you're dealing with the demands of life. You know, you maybe have a full-time job, a spouse, a boyfriend, raising kids maybe, taking care of parents. Sex is definitely not new and it's not fresh anymore. I used to think this dilemma was an issue only for like long-time married people or couples who've been together forever, but my single friends who have pretty active sex lives tell me that this is an issue for them too, how to have better sex. They're just as bored, they seem just as uninspired and just get and they get just as self-conscious in the bedroom. They seem to have, you know, have to play more games, but overall they're the same. So the question is, how can we have better sex all the time, new and fresh all the time? How can we work on ourselves to feed our sexual well-being? And how important is sex anyway to our overall health, even though it feels good in the moment? Like, does it have to do with our overall being? Because honestly, Sometimes I don't have time to pee, okay, let alone have good sex. My guest today, Dr. Ivan Rusilko, everybody calls him Dr. Ivan, will give us expert advice on all of that. Time for Lynn's Confessions. All right, top three things on my mind today. Number one, I'm thinking back to my first time 100 years ago. Oh my. Number two, I've been watching the Netflix show The Crown, and I was shocked when they alluded that the king asked Queen Elizabeth for oral sex. I was like, oh my God, did that really happen? Of course, he's human. I hope he did. Number three, I envy all those people who are not self-conscious at all and have great sex all the time, and they don't even have perfect bodies. I want to be them. I'm already in the not perfect body category. This is why I love the dark, by the way. Background check. Okay, the background check on today's guest. Dr. Ivan Rusilko calls himself an internal dermatologist and specializes in lifestyle medicine. Uh, he specializes in a lot of things, one being sexual wellness. He's an osteopath with certifications in sports nutrition, medical weight loss, anti-aging techniques, a lot of things. He's also multifaceted. He's worked on a farm in Pennsylvania, which I love. He uh, was also a professional model and was once Mr. USA, actually twice. He has a private practice on Miami Beach and North Miami. And he's also the author of a hot and heavy fictional memoir, The Winemaker's Dinner, a series of books found on Amazon 
an audible, I wonder? Yes, actually, we're, uh, we've, we, we, we've re, uh, recorded one right now. So. Excellent, because we love Audible. <laughs> Welcome, Dr. Ivan. Okay, let me just bring this a little closer. Okay. So, all right, let's get to the foundation of all this. Um, how important is sex? Uh, I always send a joke with my patients. Sex is kind of the root of everything uh, when it comes to it. The root of wellness, the root of why, why do you want a big, bigger house, better car, bigger tits, whatever it could be. We want to impress the, um, somebody of the opposite sex, same sex, whatever it could be, because eventually we do want to have sex with them. And again, we're kind of, we are animals, no matter what, <laughs> you know what I mean? And we're biologically programmed to have sex, procreate, pass on our genes, and then die. So again, you know, um, sexual health is, is paramount into, you know, I, I always say it's the cornerstone of actually being a, a, uh, a healthy well-being. Can you be a healthy well-being and have everything great in your life and no sex or bad sex? Uh, or yeah, that- no, I don't think so. Because okay. I, I always tend to ask people, if, if I was to give you $100 million, but you could never have sex again, would you? And I've had not one person say yes. Because again, what's the point of how, if you can't physically express love with somebody or companionship, whatever you believe in, um, there, there, there's no real sense in, in being alive, I think, personally for it. Because again, you want to, we all want to share something with somebody throughout our life somehow. Um, so that's why sexual health does come down to, you know, the physical manifestation of love, of companionship, of happiness, of, you know, togetherness. So again, like, you know, it, it is one of those situations where you do, you do need sex in your life. And how good the sex is kind of depends on how, how much you're willing to commit to it, if you will. Well, let's talk about that. So what is the definition in your mind of bad sex? <laughs> bad sex. Um, that's kind of a tough one. I, I guess uh, when, when there's not a mutual respect, I guess you could say. Um, and the way I said it is, again, everybody has something that gets them off. You know, some people like to be dominated. Some people like to be submissive. Some people want to have that let's make love puppy dogs ice cream type feeling and all that. Some people just want that raw spank my hair and grab my, uh, grab my ass um, kind of aspect of it. So when it comes to that, if you can't connect with the other person on what they want to kind of share it together, common interests, if you will, um, in, in the bedroom is what's going to, you know, is, is paramount to a good sexual experience. Uh, you know, I have numerous patients who have had bad sexual experiences, but more than likely they haven't been, I mean, I mean, they, they've kind of earned it in a way because they've got their sex through different means with different ideologies behind it. Um, but again, you know, there, there's bad sex, but, uh, you really have to work to have bad sex, I always say. Well, you kind of just described, um, uh, good sex, obviously mm-hmm. with a, a connection, it's a common interest you said. So like bad sex, like you said, you really have to work at it. What do you mean by that? To work at having bad sex, I guess you could say, is when it comes to it, you have a man and a woman, man and a man, woman and woman, whatever it's going to be, you each have goals in mind. So if you take something like Fifty Shades of Grey, she was more of the, I know the name of the, of the woman, but anyway, she was more of a submissive. Right. Okay, so she wanted to be dominated. So you, you can never really put two submissives together. So she, she mm. seeks out a dominant mm. to match her sexual pleasures, her fantasies, whatever mm-hmm. it could be. Same thing, two dominants never go together. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. there's always that power struggle, two alpha males, females together in the room will never do it. That's where bad sex happens. And you should, at the time, wean that out. You know, I mean, that's where communication is a is a huge part of um, figuring out if it's going to be good or bad yeah, sex. Yeah, but you're already naked. Well, true. I, I mean, mean, like, hey, well, for men, it's very easy. Point and click. You know, right. women. Well, one of the one of the big talks <laughs> I always do for people. Uh, there are actually seven different ways a female can actually orgasm, physiological ways. So it's always unique. So women seven. are much seven. Yes, I, I, I'm actually. Uh, 
the title of my um, of my presentation is called "The Seven Different Ways to Make a Woman Smile." So it's the it's seven different ways to physiologically orgasm for women. Okay, and there's it's very unique. It, it, it comes down to a science, and it's always funny. I'll sit there and, and give lectures to you know major physicians who are sitting there just taking notes feverishly as we go over the different ways to do it, and actually parts of it, how to do it, the play by play, if you will. So again, women are much more. Um, how, how can I say, um, emotional about it. Mental, you know what I mean? Mental. Sure. It's all mental, you know what I mean? And men are just point and click. Right. Most times. You know, some men are, are, are a little bit different, but at the same time, you know, when it comes down to it, a man, if you, if you look at the animal kingdom, I always say relate things to the animal kingdom, there's always usually one male to multiple females. Right. Okay, so his job is to impregnate as many females as he can. Mm-hmm. We are evolved from animals, okay? Right. So again, the man has that drive. That's why the man's usually dominant. Okay, so to find a submissive man, that's kind of a, a unique thing, if you will. Um, whereas women, they're the they're the caring ones. And again, it comes back to hormones. Everything comes back to hormones, which usually is oxytocin, estrogen, testosterone, things like that, dictate how women and men deal with sex, the physiology of sex. But you can be a dominant woman or an assertive woman, and then in the bedroom, you're saying things change. Exactly. Again, it's it's however you are. Usually you seek out things that you aren't in real life. That's why the, right. the typical Midwest housewife will sit there and fantasize about being dominated by some rich mm-hmm. man in New York. Because she's sick of cleaning up after exactly. everybody. She needs to be taken care of. I get that. She needs to be dominated. Yeah. Um, I like to say taken care of, but okay, okay. dominated. <laughs> yeah. Um, but same thing with very powerful women. They tend to be want to be submissive in the bedroom because it's that taboo sense of them. They're so used to being mm-hmm. in charge, in charge, in charge. Mm-hmm. Anything different mm-hmm. is interesting. The grass is always greener on the other side. You better make sure it's not AstroTurf before you jump. But yeah. again, that's that's kind of what I've seen with my patients when I actually speak with them about it. Okay, so now I'm intrigued. I'm getting totally off my what I had in mind to talk to you about. <laughs> but let's talk about the seven uh, ways to, what did you say? Get off? Uh, give a woman orgasm? Make Help a woman have, smile. Make a woman smile. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so... We're not, you know, people listening aren't doctors, most of them, okay. I think. But so, what, if you could water down those seven things, what Again, what are they? There, there's the basics. So, you have the seagasm, which is the clitoral, which mm-hmm. is easy. That's the most easily, e- easily obtained. You know, the, the, I guess it's the, the rabbit, if you will, is pretty good for that. You know what I mean? Just the vibrations on the outer aspect of it. The clitoral orgasms, you can have multiple ones, but eventually it will turn out to kind of wear out and it gets very sensitive. Uh, sensitive. The deep uh, orgasm is basically deep inside the vagina, right above the, um, the actual cervix. And again, this is, this is where it's got to be a very, I mean, this is where, you know, penis length comes into it, um, as well as positioning. Okay. And again, it's more of a full body orgasm. Okay. It's, it's different. Well, like you will feel different. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I can't say, speak. I, I can't speak I, I personally. Know what you're about. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of what I've got yeah. the, the thing on it, okay. and, and it's always fun practicing with um, you know with, with, with people. Um, the uh, the other one is uh, the uh, G gasm or the G spot orgasm. Again, I always say two 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 knuckles in with a come here motion. That Yo, that will make anyone that? smile. Again, where if you is the G spot two knuckles in on the anterior wall of the vagina, there's a very spongy area. Uh-huh. So again, if you you know you stick your finger in your uh-huh. vagina, two knuckles in and against the anterior wall. That's where the actual, um, you know, a, a bunch of nerves come together, and that's the engorgement of that causes the actual G G spot orgasm, if you will. Um, so not so deep. No, 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 not no, not right. deep. Just yeah, right. just very simple. Mm-hmm. Then you have the anal orgasm, 
And that one's basically on the bottom part of the cervix. So the deep orgasm, if you look in the cervix, the top part is the... Um, I always uh, wonder about that. I'm like, do women really like that? They do. And the, the, the reason is, again, you think, you know, there's there's many nerve endings in your actual anus. Mm -hmm. But what happens is when, when you're being penetrated from your anus, it's actually hitting a spot on the uh, posterior wall of the vagina right below the actual um, cervix, which is a unique area. So it's like, mm -hmm. imagine getting a massage and, you know, you always get neck massages and hair massages and all of a sudden gives you a lower back massage. It's a good feeling in a different area. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, sure. wait a minute, what the, yeah. what the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah, going yeah. on there? So that's, that's like a tingle. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's a different tingle, if you will. Um, so there's that one. Then you have uh, again, there's a dream gasm. So women do have you know orgasms while they sleep, which is a possibility. Um, they call it wet dreams in men, but again, that's kind of here and there. Um, so that's kind of one that they have to do on their own. Uh, you have the mega orgasm, which is basically a combination between several orgasms. So again, that's why usually you'll see. A woman will who will say have it be ha having sex from behind or whatever, and then she starts to play with herself clitorally. She's combining two orgasms together for a much more symbiotic. At the same well, time, exactly same wow, time. Wow, that's like a, a multitasking. It is okay. so again, <laughs> again, it's, it's like education. You got to build up to it, you know. Um, and then you have the squirting orgasm, and again, everybody, the squirting can women squirt yada yada yada. And yes, they're, 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 they can. And again, there's an ejaculate. There's a way to do it. And I always say, is if that you have, urine? Is that pee? Again, it can be a little bit of urine, but there is also some ejaculate that women do produce. Um, mm. I always say, if if you feel like you have to pee right like during sex and you have to run the bathroom over sex more than likely you were supposed to actually you know ejaculate mm. um and again i always say the to try this out <laughs> you always do the you always have to go for the uh the actual g-gasm because the actual urethra runs through that area okay where, where, where you're actually stimulating so once that gets engorged with the blood it kind of clamps off the actual urethra so you can't pee just like with a man with a heart on Right. Good luck trying to pee. Right. You know, you, you sit there for 10 minutes, but like, right. let's go, you know. Same with the woman. What happens is you have different glands dumping actual ejaculate into the actual um, cavity of the urethra to, to kind of, you know, give that oomph, that force. And women can control that doing Kegels and things like that to build up the actual pelvic floor to, to make it a, a more powerful push, if you will. So poor men can only have... There's only two ways, I would imagine. Oh, well, there I mean, other ways? <laughs> for a man, seven? one way is good enough. You right. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I hear you. Uh -huh. Well, I would be happy with one of these. I think most people listening to, wow, that's quite the uh, education. Oh, my gosh, the mega? Yeah, the mega's a good one. I mean, if you can find the mega, that's, that's sexual nirvana for you. <laughs> that seems like it would take practice. It does. And again, like that's why with, with women, it's, it's, it's nice to think, you see things like Fifty Shades of Grey. That, even though that book is very demeaning to women, it's mm -hmm. more of putting them down, it gave them the ability to sexually express themselves. Men right. have Playboy, men have Maxim, men have all these beautiful things in life that promote sex for them, but women didn't. Now this comes out and all of a sudden women are like, it's okay to talk about it. Right. Okay, so Sarah, did you do that? You know, whatever it could be. And that made it more acceptable for women to actually talk about it. So now you're seeing more of a push with women who are taking control of their sexuality. Okay? I would agree completely. The fact that we're even talking about this and orgasm is phenomenal. Yeah, it so. is. And it, 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 the health aspect of it. Right. And the, the one thing I always find unique is I always say, um, when you boil sex down, an orgasm is, again, it's all hormones and chemical and everything that goes on in your body and there's a certain um, uh, hormone called oxytocin. Oxytocin, I'm sure we all heard of it, that's what they use to induce labor, it causes contractions of the uterine wall, but it also is, they call it the cuddle drug. And the reasoning for that is it, it, it creates a pair bond. So when you orgasm, you can't think for like two seconds, it's just, who cares? I don't care if Godzilla attacks, you don't mm -hmm. give a shit. You're like, mm -hmm. okay, like this. That's your body releasing this, this hormone. And what it does is it, it, it creates a bond between an experience and a memory. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I would say, if you smelt your boyfriend's cologne from 10 years ago, you haven't seen him in 10 years, you smell that cologne, 
you remember something about them, whether it was uh, you guys were at Disney World or wherever it could be, that is a pair bond because what happens is that smell is supposed to remind you of that person because, again, in the animal kingdom, only people, the only animals having sex are the healthy ones survival of the fittest so that that bond creates a thing where you want to have more and more and more sex between two people because you want to pass on the best type of genes i think oxytocin is a nice memory a nice feeling oh it is nice oh, it's fantastic yeah, yeah people actually use it now i use it for um anxiety it's uh. fantastic for anxiety um there it's actually also being used in autism which is kind of unique because it's um i would say it's like a a hormonal version of like a, of uh, ecstasy it's more of a social interaction mm. drug if you will so that's what they're saying People who are autistic who don't have that social interaction, they're actually giving them, they're actually seeing improvements with it. The government's using it for truth serum because it makes you much more trusting, which is, again, you can't, I mean, if you don't have trust, you're not going to orgasm in a way, you know what I mean, because you're allowing somebody to come in. Um, so it's used for that. Um, it's also used for acute pain. So all those different things are what, you know, this, this actual um, hormone does. And it's unique when I give it to patients. It's the one hormone. The more you have it in your system, your body produces it more. So if I give you testosterone, your body stops producing it. If I give you estrogen, your body stops producing it. Whereas mm. if I give you oxytocin, your body starts to produce more of it. So it's kind of a unique, um, you know, the the physiology of love is kind of a very unique um, unique ideology when you, when you really break it down. What changes can we make right now to improve our sex lives? Write down a sexual bucket list. What do you want? Own your sexuality. That's the biggest thing. Too many mm. women, that's why they say women's sexual prime is in their 40s. Not their twenties, it's not their thirties, because women have no clue what they want. Then do they want a house? Well, do they want kids? All, do they want a car? The fact that even um, the fact that we're even entertaining allowing ourselves, first of all, we have to allow ourselves to even think, exactly. "Wow, do I deserve something different, or what do I deserve?" Mm -hmm. So, um, give me an example. God, sexual bucket list. What does it mean? Like, I want to have sex with eighty guys. I want to, <laughs> you know, what is what does that look sexual like? Sexual bucket list is, is something that. So, what do you fantasize about? Do you fantasize having sex on mm. a beach with? Okay, that that's on your bucket list. What if uh, you're not fantasizing? You need to. Then then there's something there's something else going on in your life. Again, like you you should only have sex when you don't have stress in your life, and that's why you see people who have kids, high stress jobs. Sex is the last thing they want. Right. Okay. And again, with women, you'll see women who go through have say you have four kids and you have stress and all this, they actually hit menopause earlier because their body's like, we're done. You know, you're right. stressed out, you know, your hormones drop off. You know, only healthy people should have sex in a way you're, it, 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 it's how your body thinks for women because you have to carry a baby. Your body's expecting you to get pregnant every time you have sex. Men, right. you're just making it rain all right. day. You're right. fine, you know. Right. So the whole concept is the more stress you have in your life, the less you want to have sex. And that's usually when kids come along, women focus on the kids. Of and that's course, where a yeah. lot of stuff goes on with, you know, with, especially I've seen through a lot of things, new, new marriages where they get pregnant too fast, they hardly ever last. They really do because that, that aspect is you finally have come together with somebody, you want to travel the world, do stuff together, and that kid comes along, husband goes to the side. It's all about the kid, right. which causes angst between the husband and the wife. The wife is stressed out because now she's taking care of this kid, everything. And it, it just kind of puts a divide in between the sex life. What I always tell people is I don't care if you have kids. I don't care if you have a high-stress job. Mark out one day a week for one hour. I don't care if it's Tuesday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon where you and your partner have sex no matter what. It does, I don't care if you have a – no, I'm busy. That, that's, that's my I hour. I hate that pressure. Could you say – 
you're t- you're going to be naked together. No, 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 100%. Like, I, we're I, having sex. Put it in now. Very, okay. no, you know, very, very true. Yeah, that, that, that puts an, an added stress yeah. on it. What I, what, I, what I mean is you have that hour to be with that person and only that person. That's a good... Exactly what um, it is. Again, like we, we, we set aside time for exercise. We right, set aside sure. time for studying. Yeah. Sex is a huge part of your life. Right. Set time aside for that. I don't care if it's, okay, honey, it's two o'clock. We're watching porno for the next hour. Okay, fine. Just watch porno, whatever it could be, but make it a point to to try and actually make your sexual health a priority. Okay, so that's a great tip. Set set time once a week to have sex, or at least get naked with your partner. Mm-hmm. You're committing your sexual. We're making your sexual commitment, I guess, exactly. to each other. Connection. Exactly. So back to the question: What changes we can do right now to improve our sex lives? Let's talk about that sexual bucket list. Mm-hmm. So again, what does that look like for people listening? Like, ah, oh, you know. I want to have sex with a bunch of people. I want to get off a certain way, or I want a connection with somebody. Like again, what? it could be as simple as I, I, I want to be wined and dined in '69. You know what I mean? Like once in my life, I want a man to take me to uh, a fancy dinner, spend money on a good meal, good bottle of wine, take me home and make love to me. If you never had that done, which a lot of women unfortunately have not, mm. you know what I mean? Because it's more of a all right, okay, we're going to watch Netflix, turn us on, boom, take your pants oh, off, for done. sure. So that, I mean, I, I, I'm not talking about going out and having sex with 15 guys at one time. I'm talking about little things for women. It, it, a man and woman's sexual bucket list are two different animals. Right. You know, one's a unicorn, one is a Tyrannosaurus Rex, right. okay? But the whole concept is you want to sit there and say, listen, okay, that might be it. One might be, listen, I want to get, I want to have sex in, the, in a public place, in a bathroom, real big quickie. I've never done it. That's probably for a mother who's Exactly. So that's the thing is, so your sexual bucket list should always be evolving. And that should be a a part of you and your partner's kind of life goals. You know what I mean? Or if you don't have a partner. If you don't have a partner, then that should be, I mean, again, you should should always concentrate on yourself first. Because if you're not happy, that's not going to translate into your partner being happy. Unless you have a very one-sided relationship, which again, is not healthy to begin with. Okay. Your partner should be your best friend. Your buck buddy, your soulmate, your sexual part, everything. Okay, and when you find that, you found something very unique. So when you sit there and say, "Listen, I've never done this," share. Don't share the entire list. Okay, listen. This is one of my list things. Then maybe let's do it. I've always, I've always wanted to have mm-hmm. sex on the beach at night. Let's do. Let's make it a priority. Let's go to Cancun one night and sneak away and do that. Check it off the list. So now you've you've checked something off with your partner, something they've always wanted to do, and now you will own that experience with that person for the rest of your life. Ooh, that'd be a good thing to bring up with somebody you're just starting to date. That way you can weed them out or not. Very true. No, again, everybody I date, I'm very straightforward about it. You can ask me anything in life in general because I say if somebody doesn't like something about my life, my lifestyle or what I want to do, it's okay, fine. You know, they're they're just they're just an acquaintance and you know right. a chapter in a book of my life. It's fine, whatever. I want to find somebody who wants to sit there and write the book with me. So if you're not comfortable with you know I hunt, I fish, I love sex, I love you know sports. If you don't like that, why do I want to sit there and try to change my life to it? And too many people try to adapt to another person, which is mm-hmm. again common interest will make or break a relationship, a marriage, whatever it could be. Especially in the bedroom. Exactly. Very very true. Um. Okay, so we talked about this already, but for women, as you, we discussed, um, sex is mostly mental, emotional connection. Where should our mind be for a woman when it comes to sex? Because okay. honestly, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten distracted. I'm like, oh my God, I totally need to paint the ceiling. Exactly. Like, oh my see? gosh, I can't believe I, or, you know, even like looking at myself, oh my gosh, I wonder if I'm jiggling or whatever, mm-hmm. even after all these years. Where should our mind be? You should own it. You should own yourself. You should own your ambitions, your goals and sex. And again, that's what I say. When you when sex is sex, make it a priority. Turn your phone off. Turn 
every mental little tick you have off, which is an extremely tough thing to do, and I know it. But again, you gotta you 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 need me time in your life. I don't care if you have sixteen kids, four husbands, three thousand jobs. No, me time is most most important. Again, like that's that's how people live long. You know what I mean? Like is you know you have time to shut off the world. And again, there, there's a reason an orgasm feels good. Okay, it's our biological gift to say you're doing something right. Keep doing it. You know what I mean? And we should we should we should crave that. We should want that. You know what I mean? Because again, there there, there is a reason for it. You know, you know, there's a reason when you touch a stove, it's hot and you get burned and hurts. You're not supposed to do it. You know what I mean? Orgasms feel good because you're supposed to do it. So you got to make that click. Saying, listen, I need to have sex. I need to have an orgasm. Number one, that's as big of a priority as getting groceries, as painting the wall, as if I'm jiggling or not. You need to have that that actual that mind-blowing orgasm at least once, twice, three times a week. Wow, that's quite a goal. So think of sex as me time. Exactly, me time. And I think for a lot of women, though, when they say, when you say, oh, you know, you deserve an orgasm, a lot of women, especially busy women or stressed women, might be thinking, well, that takes me an hour or that takes me 30 minutes. <laughs> I, I, it's you know. you're true. You know, that's very true. But again, like that's where know your body. Other like, than yeah. having a medical problem. Yeah, no, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Minus the medical problem. Again, um, when it comes to that, that, that's where you have to know yourself. And I think masturbation is one of the healthiest things in the world. You know, figure out what you like. Some people are more clitoral. Some people are more uh, intravaginal. Whatever it could be, know what you like and tell your partner. You don't want to have your partner being playing a guessing game because that's a pain in the ass. That leads to, no, it's okay. Yeah, I orgasm. No, you didn't. You yeah, know, but see, what can you tell women about that? Because I think even long-term married women think like, oh, God, I'm so embarrassed. Like, guys, I remember reading a long time, one time, a long time, I remember reading one time, a long time ago, that men just want a woman to have an orgasm. So they're not judging you when you say, oh, I really like this, or can you do it this way? Can you go slower? It actually so, helps us out, which okay. is nice. You know what I mean? Like, I love when a woman's like, that's why, again, like, you have 20s, 30s, and 40s, and 50s, okay? Women in their 40s and 50s, sexual prime. They don't fuck around. They're like, this is what I want. This is what it is. No, don't do that. Yes, do that. Okay, uh-uh, done. Right. That's why it's much easier. For, again, I'm sorry, for most women, okay? Most women in their 20s and 30s, they, they're still trying to figure it out. They're figuring out where they want to go, Please what they want to do. Exactly, please are partner. Yeah. Women who, once they, once they get it, they know it, they own that shit. So that's where, boom, they come in, and that's why it's much easier for them, usually. So don't worry about the guy judging you no, or your husband judging you. No, you're actually helping him, you you're helping him out. You okay. know what I mean? Like, I love when women's like, don't do that. Because if I'm sitting there, and I'm going down on air forever, and it's just like, she's like, you know, you can tell by the way they breathe. They're right. like, it gets you off, and then, you know, you get limb, and you're like, well, okay, that wasn't fun. When she said, this, no, that, 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 boom. And you, you can feel her be excited about it or feel good and that's a man giving you pleasure so he's succeeding uh, in something mm-hmm. again, we all like to have goals and succeed it gets you more excited and the sex gets more powerful both on the women's and the man's aspect so I always say like you know as a joke with friends of mine I always say you know with me women always come come first most likely twice you know what I mean like as a joke but again you need the woman to be into it for me at least to sit there and say, okay, good, it's good. It's more of a positive reinforcement. Okay, good, good. And then you can get off as a Right. Man. So you're still excited because if a woman exactly. isn't into it. If a woman's not into it, then I'm not into over. it. Then I get self-conscious. Is it something I do? I have something in my hair. Am I, am I fatty? All this kind of stuff. Am I, all those things go through a man's, most men's mind. I can imagine. Unless you're a narcissist and misogynist. You're like just, you know, <laughs> bam, bam, thank you, ma'am. But well, it's hard. Well, let's talk about the self-consciousness. How can we become less self-conscious and more confident in the bedroom? Own, own your body. You know what I mean? Like, that's the whole thing is like, you know, I always tell people. Own and accept. Yeah, own, own and accept it. Exactly. Um, actually, no, I, I'm, I'm actually going to disagree. I say okay. own it, never accept it. Because the second you accept to be who you are, you're kind of sacrificing what humanity is because we're always driving to be just a little bit better, smarter, all this kind of stuff. So again, you can be in, like, I'm, 
I'm in, I'm in pretty good shape and all that stuff, but I'm never happy with it because I always want to sit there and say, okay, maybe I can do this a little bit better. Maybe I can do this a little bit better in that way. So I'm always driving to do something. There's well, always I, a goal. I think I said except for me and maybe for a oh. lot of people because, <laughs> because, you know, a lot of women are really, really, really hard on themselves. So mm-hmm. except meaning like except in the moment. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't go to no, the gym I get now. It. No, no, I, I thought you would just be happy. And I, I, oh. I always say like, no, I strive to physically improve right. yourself, better diet, all kind of stuff. Again, like, trust me, I drink a bottle of wine a day and I tell everybody that. You know what I mean? But like. It's fine because that's what I you like drink to do. A bottle of wine a day? Oh, by far, easily. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, how can we become less self-conscious in the bedroom with our clothes off in the moment? It's like, okay, you know, you're all set, you're ready to go. He's looking at you, you're looking at him, and you're going. You catch yourself in the mirror, going, "Oh my God, is that really what I look like?" So help us in that moment. In that moment, as long as you're a confident person, confidence is sexy. That's what turns a man on. Okay, sex is not about sexuality. Sex is not about physicality. It's about power. So if you can sit there and own, say, listen, as long as I can own this and you're happy with it, again, you should be. Everybody, you're, Everybody's beautiful in their own way, no matter what it is. If you own that and you transcend that and you walk in with that swagger and that get on your da-da-da, a man's going to... Man's gonna like that, you know. He's what I mean? not like, looking at your cellulite. No, again, no, no. Honestly, no, because again, like it, it's, it's unless it's a very shallow man, then shame on you for going to bed with him. You know what I mean? Like that's right. what it is. So again, let's let let's let's define that. There are asshole men out there, just like there are asshole women out there. If you go to bed with somebody who's gonna judge you on how you look, don't 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 invite him into your bed. Right. Walk in their own and say, "This is me right now. Do you like it or not? I don't care. This is me." Now, please me, because I know what I want. I'm going to please you, okay? And again, when you try to sit there, like, am I self-conscious? You're, you're, you're having sex for him, not for you. Mm, you know what I mean? Like, have sex for very, yourself. I think, common. Yeah, that's 100%. You know, that's exactly what it is. And like, whenever I'm with a woman, if she has confidence, it's the sexiest thing for me. She mm. doesn't have to be a Victoria's Secret model. She doesn't have to be a 19-year-old right out of UM, you know. As long as she owns herself and is elegant and fun and that kind of stuff, she's got my heart, you know, among other things, you know. So that's the thing is like just be confident and understand that men love that. Confidence is sexy in, in, in women. The proper men like that, not, you know, there's, there's, there's always the exception. Well, you said two uh, really important words for a woman to think of. Please me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think that has been hasn't been introduced in our minds ever no, no. No. until maybe recently. So mm-hmm. having that mentality of please me, in other words, it's okay to be pleased. It's okay. It's okay to be selfish. Right. It's fine. You know, that's what you're supposed to be. You know, we're in 2017 now. We're not in the uh, Stone Ages. You know what I mean? Like, where it's like, caveman, grab hair, go back. Right. You know, women own yourself. I mean, there are some amazingly powerful women in this world right now. Women theoretically run the world right now because every, every man is women, women oriented. You know what Except I mean? Except the White House. But <laughs> give, give, give it some time. <laughs> but yes, I hear you. Yeah. So again, like, if a woman can walk in there and say, listen, this is me, I'm confident with it. Don't care about this. Don't keep asking. Is this okay? No. This is this is me. I want this. Mm-hmm. Give it to me. For me as a man, I'm like, good. This is what I want. Let's let's meet let's meet in the middle. You know what I mean? So to review, what is your best advice for life for women to have a satisfying sex life all of their lives? In a nutshell, all their lives. Know what pleases you. Know what gets you off. Discover that on your own, and then bring that into the bedroom with somebody else. And if they can't please you in that way or they are unwilling to then you got to look somewhere else for it okay that's the best advice i can give to a woman you have to own who you are and you have to understand who you are and once you do that everything else is just cake some other dr ivan tips just uh to go over 
have a sexual bucket list, which was shocking to me. I've never even heard of that till right now. Um, think of sex as me time. Another great tip you had was uh, if you're in a relationship, or even not, I guess, but especially if you're in a relationship, set a time once a week to uh, for an hour a week, probably pretty consistent to have mm-hmm. sex. That's like connection time. Um, think of sex as a connection in the bedroom. And then you know, we might want to explore those seven ways to have pleasure. G-gasm, deep orgasm, G-spot. What was that? Oh, anal orgasm, dreamgasm, mm-hmm. <laughs> mega orgasm, or squirting. Yes, Sorry, yes, Mom, yes. I hope you're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Okay, before we let you go, we're going to do Lynn's Fab Five, where I get to ask you five random questions, oh, just so we get to know you a little better. Okay. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Uh, what are you self-conscious about? Oh, that's a good one. Um, what am I self-conscious about? Again, as weird as it's... Uh, Wow. Uh, physicality, honestly. I mean, I, I try to keep myself in... Okay, so those of you listening, Dr. Ivan is actually perfect. <laughs> so he's saying he's self-conscious? You're, um, you feel not perfect. I, I, yeah, again, because like, I'm, I'm never satisfied with who I am because I always think you, know, you can always be better. So with me, it's physically. So like once you know, I've, I've hit you know, the epitome of what I can do physically, and once I slip just a little bit of it, it's, it's something I, it's, it's a problem of mine. You know I mean, I'm never happy with who I am, which is it's, it's a sad thing, even though like I'm in great shape and all this kind of stuff, I'm always want, trying to be better with it. So that's, I'm always self well, maybe I don't want to, you know, it's, it's weird. So once you stop being Mr. USA, that build, you're like, oh my God, I'm not good enough. Wow. Yeah, well, the funny thing is now I'm actually in better shape than I was for that thing, and I still have that mental, that block, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like, because again, it's it, so w- w- women see that in society, like Victoria's Secret, this. Now you have Instagram, you have everything out there, and again, to compare yourself exactly. To so you're comparing else. yourself to every single person in the world, which is it's stupid. I mean, you shouldn't because again, like you know, this person could do this, but he could be a horrible person in general. But you don't see that, so you're always comparing yourself to the epitome of what you could be, and you can never maintain that. So well, the like, ego's oh. never happy. Oh, exactly, exactly. So you have an ego. You're normal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, number two, Doctor Ivan. What do you call, or do you call when you say you're going to call? Oh, all the time. Of course. I'm a helpless romantic. Aw, well, you can tell that in your books. <laughs> uh, number three. When was the last time you cried? Ooh. Last time I cried, that's a good one too. I would have to say, oh, when I found out my, um, my, my so I was watching the Steelers unfortunately lose to the, the, the Patriots, and my brother was FaceTiming me face, I'm like, I'm in the middle of a game, you know, I'm at a party, I'm like, they're like, just answer the goddamn, hey, what's up? So I'm sitting there, you know, hi, it's Dominica, how are you? It's his you know, one-year-old daughter, uh-huh, what's going on? And I hear his wife in the back and go, look at her shirt. And it says, I'm going to be a big sister. I'm just like, oh. You know, I got a little teary on that one. I was just like, I'm, I'm so happy for him, too. Oh, so you're good. sensitive. That's so yes, sweet. Yes, yes, uh, What's your favorite indulgence? Oh, I would say Pinot Noir and good sex. But if you had to pick one? Oh, Jesus, that's tough. Wow. Good, good sex. <laughs> Cats or dogs? Oh, dogs. Meow. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Ivan. If you want to get in contact with Dr. Ivan, you can check him out. Uh, you're all over the place. Instagram, all Facebook, place. Yes, LinkedIn. Uh, you can also check out his book series, The Winemaker's Dinner, on Amazon and Audible. Good luck, ladies, with all these great tips. <laughs> Keep me posted. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. 
You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out. Maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.